0: Ah, Christmas. It's such a wonderful time of the year. A time where we reconnect with loved ones we haven't seen in a while. A time to sit around the fire and pretend to like some people that we don't get along with any other time of the year. All in all, we just spend a little time with the family. But what happens when that family is a cult? Everyone out there and welcome back to a brand new episode of Not Another Horror Podcast. I want to start off this episode with a special thanks to everyone who streamed, liked, shared, downloaded, subscribed. You really made the first episode a success. You know, I don't really know how to put it, but I thank you all for doing that. And for those of you who are on Apple Podcasts, please... Please, please just leave a review. Um, It really helps the show. And I just want to say that I also appreciate the constructive criticism because I only want the show to grow and get better. And now that that's out of the way, I'm not one for sentimentals. I've got a story for you tonight. What's more festive than a cult? That's right, this week we are taking a trip down to a small rural farmhouse in McCanopy, Florida. Just about 10 miles outside of Gainesville. This story is about a woman named Anna Young. Anna Young was just like any regular teenager in the 70s. She loved hanging out with friends, boys, dancing to disco. She loved her family and she was... An all-around saint, according to anyone who knew her. So how would this sweet young woman end up running a house of horrors that would cause multiple children their lives? Well, you're about to find out. Hey there. It's your host and curator of all things strange and unexplained, Anthony Rossetti, and I just want to have a quick heart-to-heart with you. Now, you've probably been wanting to start your own podcast, but can't seem to get the ball rolling, or you just don't know where to start. And trust me, I get it. There are a lot of options out there. It's almost overload. But today I'm going to tell you about the easiest way, and that is to download the Anchor app or visit anchor.fm to start your own podcast stress-free. No complicated software or membership fees. It's all free. And they'll even distribute it for you on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can even start earning money right now with no minimum listenership. Download the Anchor app to get started today. Now, let's get back to the show. The year, 1973. The place, Chicago. Anna Young and her husband, Robert Davidson, were the idyllic couple. Robert had six children whom Anna claimed to love like her own. On September 1st of that year, though, we would see the first crack in that idyllic couple. On that day, Anna and Robert took the kids to Dune State Park in Saar, Michigan for a picnic. While Anna and Robert unpacked the car, the children went to see the shore of Lake Michigan. Fifteen minutes later, all the kids had returned but one. Six-year-old Catherine Barbara Davis would never return. The authorities were called, and a search team started to look for the missing girl. But something was off. The police noticed that Anna and Robert didn't seem to care at all. Three days went by and the search continued. The police chief himself says that he saw the two parents drinking alcohol and laughing with friends in a car at 2 a.m. He thought they were suspicious but had no evidence that the parents were involved in the daughter's disappearance Catherine who would now be 55 years old has never been found joy looker the youngest sister says that even though she hadn't been born yet her older sister revealed to her that Catherine had never actually gotten into that car apparently Catherine had been bound and gagged and put into a closet the siblings heard scratching throughout the night but it eventually stopped When the older sister looked in the closet the next day, she saw Catherine lying dead in the fetal position. The picnic is believed to have been a cover-up for her death, and unfortunately, she wouldn't be the last child to die under this couple. The grieving parents would soon move to Zebulon, Georgia, where their interest in religion started, mostly as a form of penitence. Moving is something that would become a common theme for this family. In 1983, after flying under the radar in Georgia, they would eventually move to a small rural farmhouse a few miles outside of Gainesville, Florida. This farmhouse would come to be known as The House of Prayer for All People. The church started out with supposedly good intentions by helping people deal with addiction or poverty. Struggling families were taken in and sometimes Anna would offer to take care of people's children. Feeding them and giving them a safe place to be while their parents worked. At its largest, 24 members lived on the farm. Members who were all given new names. Anna Davidson became Anna Young that day, and also more famously known as Mother Anna. Robert Davidson would change his name to Jonah Young, also known as brother Jonah. The cult's belief system was based on the Old Testament. For example, members wore full-length robes with head coverings and a kosher. John Neal and his sister would arrive at the house this same year. Anna Young offered to take care of Neal then six years old and his sister, Katonia Neil, a toddler, while their mother worked, Anna made sure that she kept an eye on them. As usual, Mother Anna was nice to the kids at first, but it didn't take long for the abuse to start, especially after she became convinced that Kay had a demon inside of her. Anna would beat, starve, and for the toddler to stand for hours and would not let her sleep. Kay eventually started having seizures, and after a particularly bad one, she went into cardiac arrest. The two-year-old was put on life support and died two days later. Her mother would only find out about her death after... She had been buried. John and his mother eventually escaped the cult. And around this time, Mother Anna's next victim would arrive. Her name, Fonda Favors. Fonda Favors also known as Sister Rachel entered the cult when she was just a kid. Her family was struggling financially and Mother Anna made sure the children were fed and bought them toys, but Favors would soon get on Mother Anna's bad side. Favors was separated from her mother, sister, and nephew and began to be violently beaten by Mother Anna. Favors did end up being taken away from the cult after her mother and Anna had a fight about money. But her older sister Sabrina stayed at the farm with her nephew Marcos. In 1984, Mother Anna claimed that Marcos was full of the devil, and ordered that his mother abandon him. In December, Sabrina and another member of the church flew to Puerto Rico and left two-year-old Marcos outside of a Catholic church. It is unknown what happened to Marcos Antonio Cruz. He would be 38 years old today. In March 1988, Mother Anna's body count would rise some more. Her husband was found crushed under a Ford pickup truck that he had been working on in a junkyard. His death was deemed an accident. After Brother Jonah's death, Anna became even more violent towards the cult members. She began separating parents from the children. And torturing people for their sins. Most often, she whipped members 33 times, as Jesus was most likely 33 when he died. The next unfortunate victim of Anna Young would be Eamon David Harper in 1988. Eamon's mother worked on the streets of Chicago and could not properly take care of him. Mother Anna adopted the boy and renamed him Moses Young. Sister Lois had been with the cult since it began as her father O.D. Poe helped farm it. At one point she was assigned to take care of Eamon and witnessed Mother Anna repeatedly beat and starve the toddler. One day, Poe and her brother found Eamon's lifeless body in a straw hamper inside of Mother Anna's closet. They took him outside and burned his body. Anna then told the members that Eamon had been given away to be raised by monks. Poe left the cult in 1991 and moved to Mississippi. The worst part is, Eamon was only one year old. In 1992, Mother Anna was convicted of child abuse after having caused a 12-year-old girl to have permanent burn scars. The girl's parents had met a member of the cult in a religious revival meeting. Anna offered to educate the girl since she was struggling in school. Mother Anna proclaimed that the reason the girl could not learn was because she was possessed by the devil. She needed to burn the devil out of her. So she forced members to hold down the girl in a tub containing hot water and bleach. For the girl not to touch her open wounds, she was tied to bed for two days. Her parents were eventually called and told that there had been an accident. They immediately took their daughter away from the cold and went to a hospital, but she was left With permanent scars. With the police now on high alert, Mother Anna went on the run. She would spend the next eight years running from the police with her daughter, Joy Fluker, moving around Georgia, Ohio, Chicago, the FBI eventually found her in a relative's attic in Alton, Illinois. She had been going by the name of Elizabeth McDuffie. She served six months in a federal prison, and after her release, Anna Young, well, she lived a relatively normal life. She became, you're gonna love this, a home health nurse. Yes, you heard that right. She regularly attended a Christian church in Marietta, Georgia. She went under the alias, Anna Anderson. Anna Young had seemingly got off scotch free, but that would all change when her and her daughter would get into an argument over her granddaughter. Her daughter and other ex-members of the cult would recount their stories about the cult leader to the police. One witness named Billy Mountain, a neighbor of the House of Prayer, said that he knew something was off about the kids. He said that she kept the children so well guarded that anyone rarely saw them, except when it was time for the daily prayer. Billy says that they would get in the front yard with the gate wide open, get on their knees and do, as he says, a Muslim prayer and they would just repeat Jesus over and over and over. Billy said that he knew something was off and that Anna was not practicing what she preached. He also stated that new children would just appear and nobody knew how the children arrived and to be honest, no one still knows. Billy continued on and said that new adult members always had the same story, that they couldn't leave or they'd go back to jail. Billy also claims that a few years ago, a man was seen walking around the property. When Billy approached him, the man told him that he was tortured there as a kid, and his sister was also murdered there. In order to show proof, he lifted up his shirt and showed Billy the scars on his back. Billy said that his back had been shredded. The murder was a result of being withheld food. He also said that there was an 18-wheeler trailer where they keep the children chained for days and also adults who disobeyed Mother Anna. She would only give them water so they wouldn't die. Billy also said that there was a large oven that was going for 24 hours a day. He'd watched them go back and forth all night, and police say they believe that's where most of the bodies were disposed of. The 76-year-old was arrested at her Marietta, Georgia home in November 2017. She has been charged with the first-degree murder of Eamon Harper and has pleaded not guilty. At the time of this recording, she still has not been sentenced and still being held at a Alucha County jail with a bill set of $2.5 million. She has asked to be released to her daughter due to the pandemic, but her request, well... It has been denied and no surprise there. The farmhouse was sold in 1995 and rented out over the years and it was most recently sold at an auction for an undisclosed amount in January 2020. Now you're probably wondering why did Anna Young do most of this? Well the fact is we have no idea. We have no idea what made Anna Young change from the sweet, disco-loving teen to the sadistic cult leader. Did something happen that set her off? What kind of leverage did she have over the other adult members who were too afraid to leave and too afraid to save their own children? Was it just charisma? Was it just religion? How did this go on for so long unnoticed? Was other people in the town involved? So many questions and unfortunately, Mother Anna doesn't seem to be speaking anytime soon. Well everyone, that wraps up our show for this week and I told you it would be a doozy. Now, if you're wondering why this hasn't been more discussed, well, join the club. It was like it was trying to be under the radar, except for the people that knew what was happening locally. Well, as always, I'm your host of all things strange and unexplained, Anthony Rossetti, and I hope to see you here next week where we take a trip back to Mississippi, where we will be investigating a case where a mysterious outbreak overtook a small Mississippi town that caused the women to rise up and kill the men. Is it urban legend or is it a government conspiracy? Well, find out next week. And for those of you who are still here, please give us a rating. We promise we will be getting better. And, and don't forget, guys, Amazon Music Podcast is coming soon. It's been submitted. I'm happy about that. So, <laughs> see you guys next week.